When the world wants us to focus on the commercial side of Christmas, we should remember the most important part. Christmas is about this great, really the greatest gift that, that mankind's ever been given, and that's Jesus. Hmm. So oftentimes I think, you know, I want to give gifts. We like to give yes. gifts to people because we, in a very tiny, tiny way, are following God's great kindness in his gift of Jesus to us. And and every man or woman or child born today needs to accept this great gift that Jesus has, has offered to us. And it truly is why we have joy and peace at Christmas. Welcome to Unshaken. I'm so glad that you're here listening today. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode. Today's episode is 181, and the title is How to Celebrate Christmas in a Santa World. Today, we're going to chit-chat all about all the stuff that comes with Christmas, and specifically how to have traditions and some family fun, maybe even a little bit of the Santa world in what we do. <laughs> maybe we'll even go a little bit deeper and talk about why we should do these traditions. We are going to talk about great ways to celebrate the Advent season, keeping Christ the center, and what to do with all the parts of Christmas that our world says we should participate in, like, you know, Santa Claus or Frosty or the Grinch. I mean, there's so much more. Um, I want to start by just focusing on a little piece before we head into this episode. This particular episode is not highly scriptural, okay? I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes we need the practical side of something, and I thought it would be really fun today to talk about that and to share with you some really practical things. So we're going to spend a lot of our time focusing on practical, fun ideas to get everyone who's listening thinking about ways to celebrate Christmas for the entire month of December and how we can look forward to this day whether you are a family member, whether you have children, whether you live alone, however, this will be an applicable episode for you. Now, one of the questions we always need to be asking is, is this, is what we're looking at or dealing with sinful? And this is something that my guest and I chit-chatted a little bit about this before we got on the episode today. Um, really, we ask ourselves, is it sinful to watch a famous Christmas movie that doesn't directly have to do with God? Like, is that straight up sinful? And we sort of came to a conclusion that we answered, not always. It's not always sinful, for example, to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas or Frosty the Snowman. These could be sinful and have sin things in some movies, but it isn't necessarily a sin to watch a movie or go to the Nutcracker or participate in the Secret Santa in your job. Actually, um, I recently read a story of a family during the Cold War. They lived in an Eastern European country in the early 50s, and they, this was when communism was just running rampant, and um, they had a desire to worship God, but the government wanted them to worship the government, right? So um, believing in God was completely illegal, and the husband and wife were devout believers in God and continued to speak and teach their children to worship God, not the state. Eventually, the husband was imprisoned and the wife was left alone with her five children. And the interesting thing about this is this woman made a habit every evening of doing three things. And I, I thought this fit really well with what we're talking about. First, they prayed as a family every day. She said in the book that was such an essential part of keeping her mind focused on God during the trial when her husband was imp um, imprisoned. Second, they read scripture together every single night. She commented how important this was. And she discussed the scripture with her children. The third thing is what surprised me, though. I feel like most people stop with these two things. And okay, they're good. I'm not, they're not bad, right? Um, they're wonderful to do as a family and really important. But the third thing this woman did in this communist country was read really good novels to her children. They were not books that were Christian directly, right? They weren't necessarily written with the intention of teaching scriptural things, but they were good literature. She said she read Lord of the Rings out loud and the hobbit and at that point in time in the 50s the lion the witch in the wardrobe the wizard of oz some other good books that had um good maybe i would say morals in them but she said that through these books and the conversation that she had with her children they discussed good and evil truth and lies right and wrong and i just love this story because i loved reading books i personally loved reading books out loud to my kids um or often we would listen to them on the audio form because i could do my dishes um, I think there's so much to be said for reading good books or doing things with children and talking about what you're doing, right? And I think this fits in with Christmas because 
it fits in with some of the commercial parts. So for example, and we're going to talk more about this with my guest, but we can definitely watch How the Grinch Sold Christmas and we can see the change in the Grinch's heart. Obviously, it's just a cartoon and it doesn't have Jesus in it at all, right? But it helps us to see that when we're grumpy and irritated all the time, we don't actually have friends. What a great lesson to teach kids. And it's a very good thing to teach children this. And you and I can add to it that because we know Christ, we can take a step further. And we can teach children that the reason that we aren't grumpy and irritated all the time is because we know Jesus and because he has changed our heart. So today, instead of feeling negative about all the commercial parts of Christmas, let's use what we can for God's glory. And let's have some fun, right? So let me introduce you to my very fun guest. I'm really excited to have you on today. This is Cheryl Bailey. Cheryl, you have been on before, but I'm glad you're here. Thanks. It's fun to be back with you all the time. All the time, yes. You've been on quite a few times, and (laughs) I usually give you really hard episodes. Like, we talked about menopause, and we talked about forgiveness. I think this one's a fun one. Yeah, so this is easier. Yeah, easier (laughs) and fun, and I think it's going to be helpful to talk through some of the fun things we can do with Christmas and how to um, kind of do things in your family or with your how to how to celebrate Christmas. All right, so Cheryl, tell me a little bit about your family and what you do all day. Well, I'm a pastor's wife, so I I serve within the church fairly regularly. Um, I have five children, though they are all grown and living on their own. Yeah, um, though they. They use a lot of my time, which I am happy about. Um, I also have 18, almost 19 grandchildren, and so I get to spend a lot of time with with them. God's Mm. blessed me with them living very close, and so they frequently, can I come over? Yeah. You know, can we go do this? What a blessing. Which is such a blessing to me. Um, My days look different from day to day. Some days I'm home all day and just doing work around the house. Other days I'm gone and I go meet with people or I do something at church. Some days I go and help one of my kids. It really varies from day to day. Right. I've heard um, when people say uh, that they're an empty nester that their their time is so filled, but it's filled with what everybody else needs you to right. do, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When my kids were young, I sometimes felt like I got a lot more done because yeah. I dictated the schedule. Yes. And now... It's like, oh, I got to drop this, or when somebody stops over, or right. this. Yes. And it's everybody else's time that, that demands my time. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of figure out how to get it all done differently. Yeah, but it's yeah. great. I yeah. love that. That's right. I love that your grandkids all live around here mm-hmm. where you live, yeah. and that's a really, it's a wonderful blessing. So Christmas is fun for you. Yes, it's it's a little chaotic. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> so since we're on Christmas, let's talk, um, let's jump right into some questions. A really hard question. Are you ready for the hard ones mm. right off the bat? Yep. Okay, what's your favorite Christmas cookie and why? Well, chocolate chip cookies are my favorite cookies, but they're not technically Christmas. So no. I would I say... I will not take that answer. Yes, so. okay. <laughs> I would say my grandma's butter cookies mm. with colored sugar on top. Okay. And I think partly because I have such fond memories of going to my grandparents' house on Christmas and my grandma and grandpa were both really good cooks, not mm-hmm. fancy cooks. They just were, did a lot of hearty home cooking, a lot of pies and cookies and candies. And really, that's how my grandmother loved us. Yes. She fed us. Yes. And so I really love her butter cookies. Mm. Do you make them? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that too, because it's got this history piece. Are they And are they good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had something that you remembered as a kid? That was so exciting to make, but then just is not very good as an adult. I have. What'd you have? Oh, I just remember being a kid and we would eat. There were just certain types of things we always had at Christmas. And I can look back on those and think, why was that so exciting? You know what I mean? I can't think of one in particular one. Well, my grandparents made divinity, but I didn't think it looked good. And so... I don't think I ate it back then, and I've never made it. I don't know that I've ever had that, but I do remember that was like the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what about a... um, Do you make Christmas cookies right now, though? Oh, yeah. I make a lot of different Christmas cookies with my... And my granddaughters are old enough now to be coming over and... They can um, help. yeah. Yeah. So probably one of the fun things, my grandparents always made a big five-gallon tub of homemade caramels every year. Ooh. And they were great. And all the while, while my my daughter was growing up, we tried to perfect those caramels. Mm. And 
it took quite a few years, but I feel like uh, we have finally got them. Although we failed so many times, my daughter actually likes harder caramels instead oh, of chewy isn't ones. That funny. She's we so used failed. to that. <laughs> she well, had to eat a lot of the failed well, ones. Well, you know what? You that could probably be like its own thing. Yeah. You know, these are these are hard caramels. Yeah. I don't know, you know. So. <laughs> They're really a little bit like toffee. Yeah. So yeah. toffee caramels. There yeah. you go. Then you could sell them right. as toffee caramels, right? Well, I actually have made my grandparents' caramel recipe and then cut them into squares and dipped them in chocolate and put Ooh. salt on top of them. Oh, that's made my really own good. Salted caramels. So, yeah. It's, you know, while we're recording this, it's actually dinner time. And I know you and I discussed ahead that neither <laughs> one of us ate dinner. So that's not good. We should yeah. get off the cookies. And, um, this year, one of the things I remember making with my mom as a kid was candy, homemade mm-hmm. hard candy. And um, so this year, um, I was thinking, oh, that'd be fun. So I called my mom up a couple weeks ago and said, let's plan a day to teach the, my girls how to do it. I have made it only a couple times by mm, myself. That's fun. I need her. She's she's the one who knows how to use the candy thermometer and how to, you have to roll it out on yeah. pow- with powdered sugar on the table. Yes, and, we made some of that. We yeah. also, I did with my kids uh, a taffy pull a couple years. Ooh. Now that was tricky because, yeah. and kind of messy. Yeah. But it was fun. Sometimes messy is what you need. Yeah, you, yeah it, it makes was it fun. fun. Um, okay, what about your favorite Christmas carol and why? Oh, I really like to sing and I like all the old Christmas carols. So that is a hard question. <laughs> I I might say O Come O Come Emmanuel just because I think the older I get, the more I look forward to heaven. Mm, yeah. So, but I really, there's so many good you Christmas love them songs. All. Mm-hmm. So you're not somebody who gets irritated when we sing them or hear them. No, them. I like singing yes, them. The old ones. Mm-hmm. I love Will Shepherds Watch Their Flock by Night. I think I love this one because I love ordinary things. And I just think mm. how surprising those shepherds would have been when the angels... Sitting in the right, fields and then right, they... Right, and that would just be crazy. And I just think it's really cool when God uses ordinary people. Yeah. I mean, it was just... God chose yeah, to I talk like to that. them. So, um, okay. Today we're going to talk a little bit about history. So, I used this website, history.com, and found a whole bunch of facts. So, I'm going to share some facts before we talk about some traditions. So, Cheryl, you know, you're welcome to comment on any All of right. these facts, okay? All right. Um, okay. So, um, Christmas is celebrated on what day, Cheryl? December 25th. Look at you. You're amazing. No, we today. do it on the 26th. Well, this is what happens when you have a lot of people in your... <laughs> right. You become an adult and you have to pick a different day. <clears throat> yes. Christians celebrate Christmas Day as the anniversary of the birth of Jesus. Um, and although I'm not sure that everybody who celebrates Christmas thinks about Jesus, I think no. there's a lot more involved. Popular customs include exchanging gifts, decorating the tree, attending church, sharing meals, and of course, waiting for Santa Claus to arrive, which is a big one. Oh, Um, that's very big. Yes, it is. And December 25th actually did not become a federal holiday until 1870. Wow. That was kind of an interesting fact I found. Hmm. In the early 17th century, there was this wave of religious reform that changed the way Christmas was celebrated in Europe. So if you remember back, that would be the early 1600s. And actually in 1595, Martin Luther put the thesis on the door at Wittenberg, and that really began the changes in the church. Mm -hmm. But Oliver Cromwell and his Puritan forces took over England in 1645, and they vowed to rid England of this decadence, and really, they decided to cancel um, Christmas. Um, You know, and... (laughs) But they were popular. (laughs) uh, Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. But not too long after that, Charles II was restored to the throne, and this, I'm not giving you all the history, okay? Mm-hmm. And with it brought this popular holiday back. Now, the reason that Oliver Cromwell and other um, reformers wanted to cancel because it had become that it wasn't about Christ anymore. It was about, oh, it's like a crazy party all the time. And so I think they, in their heart, wanted to make sure that people were celebrating Christ. Now, if you jump forward a few years, the Pilgrims, the English separatists that came to America in 1620, they were even more orthodox than in their Puritan beliefs than Cromwell. And as a result, Christmas was not a holiday in early America. I know that we see movies where it looks like they did celebrate Christmas, but they didn't. Mm. Um, And it was actually outlawed in Boston um, in 1659 to 1681, which I think was interesting. And you could get fined shillings if you were celebrating Christmas. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I never knew any of this. Well, I'm learning too. So, and then, um, but in Jamestown, which wasn't too far away, they did celebrate Christmas. So I think it 
um, was one of those things that it just depended where you were looking and what was going on. But then when the American Revolution came and America became its own country, those English customs fell out of favor, obviously, and that included Christmas. In fact, Christmas wasn't even declared a federal holiday until June 26th of 1870. Mm. Um, interesting things about this, maybe um, one of the things I think that was interesting is that Americans had to kind of reinvent Christmas. They had to change it from this, like they called it a raucous carnival holiday, um, into a family-centered day that we celebrate now. Now, mm-hmm. I, I think we can get a little carnival-ish with Christmas at times. I loved that word. Um, aside from the Bible, what do you think, Cheryl, is the most common story we think of related to Christmas? Because the Bible story should be our first one, but what would be the next one? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, you even sang it. I, yeah, that would be one. Or Frosty the Snowman. Maybe that's another one. But one of the most popular it's, ones is A Christmas Carol. We're going to oh, say something. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, that was because this is actually coming out of that time when Christmas had been canceled and they were changing things. The story's message, the importance of charity and goodwill toward all mankind, struck a powerful chord in the United States and England and showed the members of Victorian society that there were benefits to celebrating this holiday. Now, of course, that's another story that doesn't really talk about God or Jesus Christ, but it has some good lessons to mm-hmm. learn. Um, we've, we've, we've done that one one year, read it out loud as a family. It was good, mm-hmm. good conversation. Um, we also think about Santa Claus, and some people would say he is the patriarch of Christmas, which we both disagree with, right? Right. He was just a player in the game and <laughs> actually probably isn't even real. Um, but it is interesting to learn about his history a little bit because um, some of this carries through. Um, the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back to a monk named St. Nicholas, who was born in Turkey around AD 280, hmm. which is really far back. I had to think about when that would be. That's a long time ago. St. Nicholas gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled to help the poor and the sick. Um, and many thought of him as being someone who was helpful, and that's why they wanted to celebrate him. Now, obviously, St. Nicholas died, right? I mean, right. He's, not, he's not our savior. But the Dutch families turned it into St. Nicholas. I don't know if I said that right. I need my friend Andrea Ludema to come back on because she's Dutch. She'd huh. tell me how to say that. Or Sinterklaas, which is... Um, just an abbreviation, Santa Claus, that we celebrate. And the last piece of history that I have for you today, I feel like I'm a school teacher right now, Cheryl, sorry. In <laughs> you eight, are a school teacher. I am, but, and I love history because I think it's interesting to hear how, how everything comes together. But in 1822, an um, Episcopal minister, it's interesting how there's a little bit of religion in all mm-hmm. of these somewhere. Clement Clark Moore wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas. More popularly known by its first line, "'Twas the night before Christmas," mm-hmm. which I actually memorized as a child. I think I memorized it too. And we won't, we won't say it for you because <laughs> okay. we have not reviewed it. But <laughs> if you don't know this poem, it depicts a Santa Claus as a jolly man who flies from home to home on a sled driven by eight reindeer. Um, and we should have a little quiz to see if you can name all the reindeer. Mm. No? <laughs> Comet, Vixen, Yes, no, I won't make good. it. <laughs> um, Rudolph. See. Rudolph, there you go. I don't think that was a part of them, but okay. But this is just the... Dasher. Dasher. See, now you're going to keep going. Um, this is just the iconic version of Santa Claus that we think about. You know, it's a jolly man. He's happy. He's actually serving people by taking, you know, um, gifts to them. Of only course, if you're good. Only if you're good. So there's a lot of pieces of the Bible and religion in all of these things. We just have to make sure that we keep Christ the center. So... Even though that this is all history and helps us walk through it, it has Christmas has morphed and changed over the years. And like I said, I wouldn't say that anything was necessarily bad or evil in what we read about history of, of Christmas. But it's interesting to, to hear how these things come to be and then try to think about how can we use Christmas for God's glory. So Cheryl, you and I would both say that Christmas starts with Jesus. So tell me why Jesus is an important part of Christmas. Well, I think we have to go back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were... Okay, wait. You're going to history, too. This is a piece of history. Yes, it is history. You're right. But Adam and Eve sinned, and their sin um, really became our sin. Yeah. And God is holy, and so that sin separates us from God. Um, This caused a problem because Scripture says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. 
And this darkness refers to sin, and it means that God can't dwell with evil. But the exciting part is that before Adam and Eve sinned, God already had a plan to send Jesus. So we celebrate Jesus' birth because Jesus was perfect, and he became man in order to live a perfect life and die so that we can be reconciled with God. Hmm. Now, that word reconcile might be unfamiliar to some of you, but it just means that Jesus restored the broken relationship that man has with God due to his sin. Hmm. So in that reconciliation, we are able to, to go to heaven and live eternally with God as our Father because we have Jesus' righteousness in place of our sin. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. Yeah, so Christmas is about this great, really the greatest gift that that mankind's ever been given, and that's Jesus. Hmm. So oftentimes I think, you know, I want to give gifts. We like to give gifts to people because we, in a very tiny, tiny way, are following God's great kindness in his gift of Jesus to us. And... And every man or woman or child born today needs to accept this great gift that Jesus has offered to us. And it truly is why we have joy and peace at Christmas and really throughout the year. Yeah, that's really important for us to stop and pause on because this is the reason. There's this little phrase from the 1980s, Jesus is the reason for the season, but Mm -hmm. it's 100% true. If there was no Jesus, we wouldn't have Christmas. Right. And I think it's fun to think about all the fun parts of Christmas, but we have to remember that we need Christ in our lives because we are all sinful. Right. Yeah. So That's good. That's a great, great way to start. And I think we, you know, we need to stop too and pause and talk for a minute about what our motivation should be as we head into Christmas. Because oftentimes we can think, well, I remember as a kid, my motivation was how many gifts can I get, <laughs> right? But why should we celebrate Christmas? What are your thoughts? Well... Clearly, we know that Christmas is about Jesus, but it doesn't mean we can't enjoy fun traditions, um, even if they're not based on the Bible. Um, Our kids knew that the reason we celebrated was because of Jesus, and and it was not technically probably his birth date, but but it's the day that that somebody in history chose that this was going to be how we remembered his birth. it's, it's funny, one summer, um, our family had gone out for dinner and in walked Santa. In the summer? In the summer. But he had on bib overalls. Okay. okay. And my son, who was probably five or six at the time, and, and we didn't actually make a big deal about Santa either way. We didn't right. say, oh, Santa brings you presents. But we didn't say, oh, there's nothing to Santa's Santa. evil or he something. He sees this man in bib overalls walk in, and he just stares at him for probably 15 minutes. And finally, the man gets up, walks over to our table, and he says, I see you're looking at me. I bet you wonder why I'm dressed like this. And he pulls out his billfold with a driver's license, and here's Santa in his red suit. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> and he says, I farm during the, the summertime, and so I have to dress like this. That is and great. I think my son was convinced for quite a few years that Santa was very real. Right. On his off time, he's farming. I love that. What I really love is that that guy took time to make the license or whatever, however he did that. I don't that. think it was real, but he I had know, it but in just there. to make it in there, no kid would know. That's right. awesome. Okay, so Cheryl, when I think of Christmas, I think of the word anticipation, which is really excitement or eagerly waiting for something that you know is going to happen. Um, there's lots of things we can anticipate, mm-hmm. you know. I can remember that when I was a kid, um, I would wait for Christmas, and I couldn't wait. It felt like Christmas Eve, the day lasted 82 days, you know. My mom was so eager. She always wanted me to open my gifts early. And I was the one saying, no, I want to wait till Christmas. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I want to anticipate it, enjoy the anticipation. Mm-hmm. So this excitement and in, in, and anticipation is something that we should be anticipating somewhat like Christ returned, mm-hmm. which is is the important for us to think about. And I'm really excited about this episode because we're going to actually talk about some really fun ways to anticipate Christmas. And again, like we've said, these are just real practical things. Um, there's lots of them. I think one of the big things you can do, which I'm not even going to put on my list, is read through the book of Luke with your family. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great way to kind of remember who Jesus was, to focus on him and his life. I think that's a great thing. I've done that multiple yeah. years. And Luke is perfect because it's 24 chapters. Yes. So you can get a chapter every day. 
um, all the way through. So here is the real practical side. Cheryl and I, um, I, I think we have been, have about, okay, 50 years, each of us, if you added your mothering years and my mothering years, I think we've got about 50 together. Of I've just got being 34. Mothers. Oh, I've got 25. So we got more. Almost got 60. 60. Good grief. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to share some of the things that we've done. We're going to kind of alternate back and forth and share. These are just our personal things. I, I would say that I do not do all of these things anymore. Nope. And I would also say that I did not do all of these things in one year. They're <laughs> like too many. So, um, you know, we're just going to get going at that. So are you ready, Cheryl? Yep, I'm okay. ready. Cheryl, why don't you start? All right. So one really fun memory my kids have is when my my son was one, so 33 years ago, my dad started making pinatas. And I don't think Nathan probably even knew what candy was at the time, but okay. you know, my dad was going to make a pinata. So for the last 33 years, my dad has been making pinatas for my kids Fun. and now my grandkids, his great grandchildren to break open. And that has been really fun. They anticipate what's the pinata going to look like this year. So they're, are they Christmas themed? Oh, sometimes, yeah. But they've been choo-choo trains and airplanes and sometimes ornaments, sometimes teddy bears. I mean, you wow. know, if you're doing 33 different types of pinatas, you got to kind of branch out. Yes. You can't just go. There's not that many items <laughs> right. under Christmas. Right. And, and, and as we you... got more kids, he, he could only get so much candy in there. So oh. he would then take a box and fill it with candy. And so when they busted the pinata open, he would throw the box all over the floor. Oh, that's so, so fun. So they had lots of candy. Was this on Christmas morning? No, it would be when we got together with my brother's side okay. of the family. So whenever we celebrated with my Christmas, mom and dad. whenever you did. Okay, mm -hmm. that's so fun. I yeah. love that. Will you keep this tradition going? Yes. So my my daughter is making a piñata for this year. Nice. And my son said, oh, I'll make it for next year. So, so already it's yep. beginning to continue. I love yep. that. Um, I think having like a decorating day in your house is really fun mm. with fun food. We always do like lots of fun food. Um, and I have really enjoyed this year. And so I have two kids who are moved out, another one ready to move out. Like they're all, my older three are on their way. And um, I think it's fun to invite your adult kids back and have, mm -hmm. keep some of these traditions. Let them help you decorate the tree. They get to pull up the ornaments. Some of my kids took their ornaments, but I also love what your daughter-in-law does. Your daughter-in-law, Audrey, she works with our college group and she goes out with the college group and they get the tree. Yeah, that's dangerous. You don't know what kind of tree they're going to pick out. Right. They pick it? <laughs> the, they let the college kids pick it. They did well this year. It was a really okay. pretty tree. Well, good. <laughs> good. You don't want a Charlie Brown tree, right? Right. And one time we went to someone's house um, to decorate for their Christmas mm. tree, which was really fun. And then they had a game where you had to find a pickle. I don't know oh, yeah, you we know play that. that game. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't, I'd never seen that, heard that tradition. But oh, one it's of my an daughters old found, tradition. Yeah. So, um, anyway, decorating day is another yeah. good one. Although sometimes I remember... Our first Christmas, I had these big anticipation. We're going to go cut down the tree. We're oh, yeah. going to put lights on it. It didn't turn out. We're going to have finger foods. You know, it didn't turn out the way yeah. you anticipated. So well, sometimes you have to change your yes traditions, or you have to accept that they're not going to look like the Instagram or the or what you have in your mind. Right. Yes, for sure. Okay. What about another one, Cheryl? Um, a few times we didn't do this every year, but sometimes when the kids were growing up, we did like secret sibling and Ooh. and everyone would get a different person. Sometimes we did it with myself and my parents also. Um, and they they didn't spend a lot of money. They just would find like a favorite candy bar mm -hmm. and they'd try to leave it in places where nobody would know. Nice. You know, um, they would do nice things. Maybe they'd make the other person's bed for them. Very Just cool. little fun activities. And they would really try to not let the other person know who they're Okay. Their secret person was, and that was revealed then on Christmas Eve. That's very fun. And it gets their eyes and their mind, I should say. Yeah. I'm thinking about someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, one year, uh, my sister did this. She gave her kids the pieces, um, 24 pieces of a puzzle. Every day they got another piece of their puzzle to add to it. And then when they were done, they had a whole piece of, or a whole puzzle that they had put together. Huh. And or maybe it, it might have been a group of pieces. And it was just a fun way to anticipate yeah. Christmas, huh. not super expensive. Yeah, that's fun. Well, um, I really like lights, and my husband likes lights. And so pretty much every year we would load the kids 
into the car. And oftentimes my mom and dad, um, I would make a map of all the fun spots. You know, you can mm-hmm. usually download people put on on where the the big lighthouses are and we'd drive around and I'd always take lots of candy and cookies and sometimes the van would get a little messy yes but the kids had fun we enjoyed it some houses we'd even get out and walk around up and down the sidewalks that's awesome that's a a perfect example Cheryl of a tradition that we did in our family and now it's morphed and changed Hmm. and I think sometimes traditions do that yeah we used to um, get our kids we get them ready for bed this is when they were little Get them ready for bed. And at the last minute, we'd say, it's time for a jammy run. Oh, that's fun. So then we would jump in the car, go look at lights, all that stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Well, life changes sometimes. And as your kids get older and they start- (laughs) You're the one in pajamas. Right, right. At 830 (laughs) at night. And they're all like, no, we're going to keep going. Or our car just got too big, too Mm -hmm. small to fit everyone. And so that kind of changed. And um, then I think it's okay to get rid of traditions. Yep. Sometimes it doesn't work. Yep, that's right. Although I still like driving around and looking at them Mm -hmm. by myself, so- Mm. Um, another tradition that we did was like the names of Jesus ornaments hmm. or the Jesse tree, which is another scriptural way to look at something as you go through. Um, these were great. I made the Jesse tree once. I printed them off, laminated them, and we used it for probably four or five years. But again, then it was like, okay, we've done this because mm-hmm. my kids knew what all the symbols meant. And I was like, okay, we can do a different one now. One year I made a Jesse tree with the kids and I Fun. had them so little felt oh, yeah. ornaments oh. or sticks, you know, that went with the different yep. scriptures, which that was fun. Um, and we always had several Advent calendars. As the kids grew, we had to have more and more yes. because, you know, so we even had a Playmobil Advent calendar. Yes. But, That's you fun. know, it, they're just fun to yep. anticipate and count down the days till Christmas. Yeah. Or the ones with chocolate in them. Yeah. Right. Except I think I've told this story before. Let's on here, get but... the good Godiva uh, right. chocolate Advent right. the calendars. Dove one, right. <laughs> well, I will share this. My mom had gone to Frankenmuth, which mm. is a local place that we know that's full of Christmas. And she had bought a few of them for us. And my brother found them in the freezer in the middle of, you know, August and didn't realize what they were, opened the end and dumped all the candy and ate it all. And my mom was like, what are you doing? So make sure you you mark them, yes. label them so no one eats your, them. your candy. Yeah. Um, okay, Cheryl, what else you got? Well, probably one of our big traditions that has continued. Um, David, my husband, made the comment to me when we'd been married about a year. When I was a kid, I always wanted to sleep outside around the Christmas tree and really? have the lights on. Aww. And I thought, well, that would be fun. So we had one baby. And so I made little finger foods and we slept all night in sleeping bags around the Christmas tree. Fun. And so we've done that now every year for 33 years. And wow. now all of my grandkids come and my adult kids. And so we're pretty packed in there I was just thinking, around like, the Christmas tree. That? Do you have like bunk bed Well, some bags. people are on the sofas. Yeah. Most of the kids are, are on the floor. I'm on the yeah. floor with them. But we always have finger food. We play some games. Sometimes we play like minute to win it games. Sometimes we play, you know, the saran wrap ball game. Right, or or just traditional board games is fun too. Yes, David usually now reads Christmas stories to the kids. And that's just a fun evening. We play hide the pickle, always on sleep under the tree night. So, And this um, is like when in your year? So about a week before Christmas. Okay, Okay. So so you just have this on the calendar. Everybody knows. Yep. Nice. I just I love when that. I send out dates for for holiday dates, I sleep under the tree nights. Okay. One of them. I love it. I have not gotten invited though, but I'm well, not at Bailey. That's why we we almost always invite another family to come. Oh, do you really? Yeah. And people come. Mm-hmm. Very In interesting. Fact, years ago, when it was just our kids, we'd have college students, and sometimes they'd spend the night. That now so, that would be really fun yeah. for a college student. Especially. Usually, the family. If we 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 actually try to invite young families who might not have many traditions who have yes. young kids and they to just give them an idea of what you could do this could be yeah i love that i so. love that all right another a really great thing that we did a couple of times is we read a book called Jotham's Journey hmm. i've and, never read that one. oh it's such a good one it is a fictional advent readings and it's hmm. actually a novel hmm. so it has 24 chapters and each chapter walks you through this 10-year-old Jotham as he walks across or, you know, travels through Israel, he faces all kinds of scary things. But of course, he he meets the wise men, he meets the shepherds and the innkeepers, and then he, of course, ends up at the Savior in Bethlehem. And my kids <clears throat> loved it. Hmm. I will give this disclaimer on this. It, the chapters are quite long. It's very well written. 
and they take about 30 minutes to read out loud. And that can be a lot during that. So after we did this one year and I didn't make it through about, we got to like chapter seven and I was like, okay, we're just going to wait till next year to finish because (laughs) I bet your kids love that. So I said, next year, let's start like before Thanksgiving. And that actually helped us give us a little bit of, you know, time in there. Yeah. Um, We put that in our show notes and the guy's name is Arnold Year. Oh boy. Y-T-R-E-E-I-D-E. You treed. I don't know for sure. But he has other books, too. He has Bartholomew's Passage and Tabitha's Travels. I have not read those two, but I will say Jotham's Journey is excellent. Mm, I'll have to look at that. Well, with reading, I like to read. I read a lot to my kids growing up, and I think a fun thing to do is get 24 books Christmas books, you can get them at the library yep. and wrap them up in wrapping paper and put them in a basket and every night or morning or whenever you choose, let the kids yep. unwrap a book and you read it to them. That's a great it's just one. just kind of fun to watch those books go from a big, big basket down to not many yeah, a and, few days from Christmas. And that also makes you stop and pause and read with your kids mm-hmm. because this December can be really crazy yes. and busy. So that's a great well, part idea. Of the, part of the fun of Christmas is just stopping and enjoying the the people that God have, God has given you in yes, your life. Yes, absolutely. Um, we did one year, one year, because this was a big undertaking, but it was very fun. We did a around the world Christmas, mm. and we had one a country one every week. So I picked four countries: Germany, oh, Italy, fun. Sweden, and Australia. And we did different things every day. Like we would have, play a game from that country. We would eat food they would eat at that country. We'd mm. read about it. We'd do facts. We made a craft they would do at, you know, that country. It was very fun. I thought you were going to say we did one a day. It's like, no. Wow. No way. <laughs> we cannot do that. And I found that Aldi had some great food from oh, a yeah, lot they, of these countries. They have great, great yes. uh, specialty items around the holidays. So it was a little more expensive, um, but it was very fun, and my family really enjoyed that. So Yeah. that We... Um, Enjoyed with our kids baking cookies, making little plates, and going around Christmas caroling to older people that may not have a lot of mm. people in their life. And we'd drop off a plate of cookies, we'd sing a few songs, chat with them for a few minutes, and then we'd move on. Sometimes those would be people we knew, like from church okay. or our neighborhood. Sometimes we would go to a nursing home and do that. Mm. Um, it Awesome. It, it didn't really matter. There's so many people who... Um, who are sad this time of yeah. year. So it's it can be a lonely time. It can. It can be know. a busy time if you have a lot of people in your home and you know activities, but if you don't, it can feel really lonely. Yes. So that's a great idea. So my kids enjoyed that. We really really enjoyed it. That's good. One of the things we did one year is when we had um our jammy run and went and looked at lights, we baked cookies and we picked whoever we thought was the best oh, lights house. and we gave them cookies. As an award, we knocked oh. on their door and said, you won the award, you know? So did you go like five places and then if it yeah, was the it second was in house? it was neighborhood. Oh, okay. So that's partly why. Okay. We didn't drive all over. So. All right. Okay. Um, we did, um, we do usually some sort of a like candy countdown. Hmm. Instead of buying the um, advent candle calendars, I would usually just give them, let them pick out 24 pieces and they would like maybe, one year we did them on a strip and they just kind of ate them along. Don't use hot glue, though. Just on a side note. Um, and um, it was just fun. The other thing we've done, we're going to actually do this this year. My kids don't even know this yet. Oh, so well. I'm, I'm sharing some some things. I hope they don't listen. We are going to. No, they won't listen because it'll come out in the right timing. Okay. So um, we are going to um, do a traveling um, Christmas bear. Hmm. So um, it's going to be one that you, it's sort of like you take a trip, it's going to be popping into places all over our house. And when you get it, it's in your area. You have to hide it so someone else can find it. That's fun. I think that will be fun. It may end up in some lunch bags at school. So I'm not sure if my kids are going to like that or not. (laughs) How big is the bear? Um, Maybe like two inches by two inches. Okay, tiny. It's a little bear so that it, it can travel. Yeah, you know, it might end up in, on someone's dashboard or in a tool bag. I just think that would be fun. And again, it just makes you think about other people. Yeah, so. that's fun. Well, one thing that I didn't, well, maybe I did do it, I guess, with my kids sometimes. Um, but I have started doing like Christmas craft day with my grandkids. Love it. Um, my kids loved making gifts for people mm-hmm. and, and... You know, a lot of times little kids don't have the money to go out and buy gifts. So I'll come up with different age groups. I divide them into different groups. And then 
um, they come over and we spend a couple hours. So maybe the three and four year olds, they do three or four crafts. And then the the next age group will come over and I'll do a couple, you know, a morning and afternoon. Nice. um, A couple of days. And then once they do it, I help them wrap it up and they decide who they want to give it to and they label it. So they go home with a bag of gifts that they've made for people. I love Um, that. Yeah. And so it's been fun. They have enjoyed it and it's a fun way for me to get to spend some time with them. The other piece I love about this is that it's you as a grandma. Mm-hmm. which I think is really great to, that grandmas can have traditions. Yeah. That's great. You can, as a grandma or grandpa, have traditions that you your kids don't do with their kids. Right. You know? Right. I love that. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it, and I think they look forward to it. Yeah. I think, um, which this is similar to what you're saying, you, you're talking about like an experience. I know mm-hmm. they're making something, but it's sort of an experience. Mm-hmm. And I think experiences around Christmas are fun too, like a trip to your local, you know, um, maybe your zoo has lights or maybe another park has lights, those kinds of things. We always have a Grinch night with oh, Grinch fun. floats. Yeah. And um, this started a long time ago and, you know, it's very fun. My kids still enjoy making a Grinch float. Or um, we always have a hot cocoa night and watch the Polar Express. Like, I think those are fun things you can do when you're incorporating movies or experiences Mm -hmm. that just build on it. It's just about being together. Yeah, I made Grinch floats a few years ago, but I don't think they turned out quite right. How do you make yours? Okay, well, you can make them two ways. My kids like them with lime sherbet and Sprite with whipped cream on the top and a cherry because that's Hmm. the heart. Okay. Or I like them with mint chocolate chip ice cream. Sprite and the same thing. Whipped cream. Yeah. Okay. So they're just easy. And really, it's about the green. Right. Okay. So you could take <laughs> vanilla and add a little green food coloring in. You'd be good. Okay. So yeah, those are fun. That's a fun idea. I um, This is not something we do every year, but we have a number of times throughout my adult life. We've had progressive dinners with several families. And fun. that's fun. You know, so it's always fun to see what other people have done decorating their house. And so we'll get three or four families and travel around. We'll meet at one house for appetizers, and then we'll go to a house for salad and a main course and and someplace for dessert. It's fun for the kids to get to do that. It's just a fun evening. I suppose you could do it without your kids, and that might be fun too. But (laughs) we we, uh, did it with our kids. Well, um, are you saying this with your own family? Yes. You could do that with other people. Oh, no, no. I'm saying with other people. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Because that would be fun, too. It's a way to, to get around and get to see each yeah. other's houses and I have heard together. of families who did that with their adult children. Yeah. Yes. But I was meaning with other families that we knew. Yeah. Friends. That's a fun fun idea. Um, I also wanted to add that part of the traditions that I think are really cool is when you have traditions that your kids start to do. And you might not do them anymore, but it's really fun. I have a daughter who loves the Grinch night. Hmm. Like she now has a Grinch night and invites a whole bunch of her friends over. That's fun. And they come dressed in Grinch costumes, literally. <laughs> and they watch the Grinch movie. And really, it's just about being together. Yeah. So I have embraced that and be like, sure, you can do that. And so our Grinch night kind of takes a back seat, but it's good. Yeah. It's so that's good. Fun. I do. I have some kids that have taken off on different yeah. different things, and it's fun to see them do that. And it kind of changes and looks different, but it's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I said earlier about taking cookies to people's houses yeah. and caroling, and I really think um, we tried to have people into our house throughout the month of December. Yeah who would not normally be going places. Mm. So we, if we were doing family traditions, we would invite college students in. We would invite older people. We would That's invite great. single people. Um, older couples whose maybe all their kids lived across Other the country. Yes. Yeah. Trying to incorporate people just into our everyday lives during mm-hmm. this season is really valuable for my kids. They learned a lot from them. Yes. And it was really important for them too. Yeah, and that's a great way to, um, you know, you can invite somebody to come and participate in your tradition you've already put together. Mm -hmm. You don't have to come up with all new traditions. Right. You just do what you normally do and invite them along. Yes. You know, and if Mm -hmm. they come dressed in Grinch costume, then, you know, (laughs) that's all that's better. (laughs) Right. Your kids will love them. Right. Right. Um, I actually saw this. This is more Thanksgiving, but I saw this recently that someone is do did this. She and um, it's my friend Kara, and 
I didn't even ask her if I could share this. So mm-hmm. I'm sharing her tradition. But I thought it was great. And you could do this at Christmas too. She said at Chris, at the, they were starting a new tradition at Thanksgiving that they were going to have each child, based on their age, write that many thank you notes hmm. to someone that they would send out. Nice. Um, except when you hit a certain age, she said that Max was 10. So <laughs> she said that would be a problem. Like I'd be writing almost 50. Yeah. So, but I loved that idea because it was getting your mind off of you and getting your children's minds onto other people. Yes. I, I thought that was great. Yeah. And you could do that, write a note every day th- during the month of December yeah. and send it out. Easily um, to do that. You could do your own note advent calendar, you know, yeah. and send it out. And That's a great that idea. That would bless people every day. Yeah. I love that. I, uh, I, Clearly, I'm a grandma now, and I think it is fun for grandmothers to get to do things with their grandkids. And sometimes a grandmother might not have grandkids around, Mm. or maybe you're a single woman um, and you have never had children, but there are a lot of kids who would enjoy fun activities. And I think, um, you know, there's a a book about Christmas tea parties, but it would be fun invite little girls over. My granddaughters got invited um, this year by a college student to come to a Christmas tea party. Really? And they are very excited about it. And I think, you know, that what a great way to bless others and to be blessed yourself. Yes. What joy seeing little girls so excited because they got invited to a fancy uh, Christmas yeah, tea. Yeah, where they can dress up and do right. their nails and yes. wear a hat. You yes. know, like that's and have fun. fancy little foods. yes. yes. That's awesome. So. I love it. Um, multiple years, we didn't have a lot of money. I don't know if anybody else struggles with mm-hmm. that, but Christmas is hard. Oh. So I found a couple of things we did that were 24, I called them 24s, you know, like 24 yeah. days of. And one of them was 24 days of drawing. I bought the kids like from the dollar store, a new sketchbook, and we got pulled the markers out and we just used YouTube. There's one really great YouTube channel called Art for kids Oh, yeah, hub. my kid, grandkids love that channel. And the guys are great, and they actually, he has his kids draw. They have all kinds of Christmas ones. So we did 24 days one year like that. Mm. Another one we did was quick builds with Legos. And so I put into a jar names of things like um, Santa's sleigh or a snowman or a gingerbread man. And we'd pull it out, and I'd give them five minutes. Oh, that's And they had fun. to build something in five minutes, and that was it. Yeah. And they loved they it. They had to build a Santa sleigh. Right. Whatever okay. it was that I yeah. pulled out, everybody, and you got five minutes, now go. Oh, you know? fun. You are and, a fun mom. Well, those are fun, and they're cheap. Yeah. You are probably already have Legos if right. you have you know, people who like to build, and drawing is really good. So sometimes- that's a, that's a great idea. You don't have to do expensive things. Right. Is really what I was, my point, so- now, Cheryl, one final question, because I think this is a big part of Christmas is gift giving. So how do you go about buying gifts? What are your tricks and tips? And how do you stay in a budget? <laughs> that is really the hard part. Yeah, it's Christmas can be expensive. Um, I know when my kids were young and similarly with my grandkids, I know there's certain things that they all love. They all love musical instruments. They all love Legos. The girls like Polly Pockets. Okay. You know, there's certain types of toys that they all love. So I watch for those all through the year. Okay. Um, you can get some really good deals. In fact, sometimes I'm starting in December buying for the next year. Really? Because there's been good deals and I'm already done shopping okay. for that year. Um, so there's certain types of things, just knowing what your child likes is huge. Um, the older they get, the harder that is because they're more specific and maybe their tastes change between January and, yeah. and Christmas. But, um, I do a, a lot of shopping throughout the year. Um, I frequently bug my kids for what, what special gifts do your children want or do right. you want, um, early on, the longer you wait, the more expensive it gets. Yes. So if you can watch for things, you know, even Facebook Marketplace, my son and his wife said they like a espresso machine. Huh. Well, I looked up what was a good brand and they were pretty expensive. So yes. I started watching on Facebook and I found one that was almost new, much, much cheaper. I went and bought it, cleaned it all up. Yes. And they were fine with that. They were thrilled. They use it every day. That was from so, last Christmas. That was for last Christmas. Good, I didn't I just didn't... give it away. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I'm not a big shopper, but every time I go to the stores, 
I know where the clearance sections mm-hmm. are, and I always go by them. Um, we have Kroger's by us, and mm-hmm. about a couple times during the year, they kind of go through their whole yes. toys department, and everything's 75% yes. off. Yes. And so I Crazy. buy a lot of things, but you need to be careful to not just buy anything because you can sometimes waste money yeah. if nobody wants that item. So yeah. really know what what things you're looking mm-hmm. for, but you can get great deals. I I oftentimes make gifts. I really enjoy using my hands. Mm. Um, and so when my daughters were young, one year I made a box with five sewing projects. Ooh. We started with a pillowcase. We made an apron. Uh, That's fun. A tote bag. And... I didn't. I got them the patterns and a few sewing notions, and yes. then um, I did this with another mom, which they really liked. It was mm. some of their friends, and yes. so once every couple weeks we would have a time set aside to work on a sewing project. I did that with a couple of my granddaughters a few years back, and they That's really so enjoyed that. I did that with my grandsons, and I asked my dad to help, and we did like five building projects, awesome. and we made little. You know, games and right like things, a birdhouse yeah. or something. Yeah. Yes, and Great. so that was fun, and that I really like experiences. Partly yeah. because kids have so much stuff. Yeah, things are expensive. Yeah, and I enjoy the experience of just doing something with my kids. Yeah, or my I love that. That's so, a really fun idea. I think um, staying within a budget. You got to remember, you don't have to keep up with your neighbors. Hmm. Or your kids' friends. You know, sometimes all that high-tech stuff isn't really the best kind of toy for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted my kids to be able to be creative, Mm -hmm. to learn to think. And so I tried to to do toys that would help them with that. Um, Also, you know, you may not think of this, but pray and ask God to help you find ways to find Mm -hmm. things cheaper. That's a good idea. I oftentimes, God would bless us by by letting me find something I was looking for at a much reduced price. Yeah, because God is in the details, even in that. Yeah, Yeah. that is great. I love that because, um, you know, I think one of the things that we kind of can get lost in in Christmas and we is the is this buying stuff, you know, stuff. Yeah. And the and the and the busy schedule. And really, the traditions are not about the traditions. It's not about the gifts. It's about Christ. And then it's about spending time with our family and really knowing them. And I think that's really helpful at Christmas. Yeah, I think a lot of women get very anxious during this season instead of of having joy and peace yeah. because they think, oh, I've got to find the perfect right. gifts. I've got to get this stuff right. done. I, I have to make my table look really fancy. Yes. And it's really not about that. And I would, I would also add that, you know, uh, two things. Number one, you can change traditions. Um, like I mentioned, my jammy run that we mm-hmm. used to do, it's kind of morphed into something, well, it's kind of non-existent now, but that's okay. Like yeah. that's actually normal in the cycle of life is to not have things you don't want to do anymore. Right. And, um, you know, maybe kids will pick it up, but I also think it's important for us to be in tune with our family. If our kids are really not, our family is not really into a tradition anymore, it's okay to set it aside or... Yeah, when you have high schoolers, they might not want to do 24 little kid exactly, books. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, right. So you got to change them up. I also um, I also think it's easy to think, oh, I cannot do that. You don't have to do 24. Mm-hmm. You can just pick one thing this year to do and do it well. Have fun, you yeah, know. And just because you hear a friend say, oh, I'm doing this, it's great, yep. doesn't mean you have to do it. That's right. That's you know, a really good you point. You can choose your own traditions, and, and maybe we get, ideas from other people. Hopefully you get some ideas from, yep. from, from us. Yeah. Yeah. But both of us. Yeah. But, yeah. but it doesn't mean we have to do those. No. And you may change next year. You might go, I really want to add this tradition, mm-hmm. but we're going to have to get rid of something, you know, like right. that's okay. Hey, you know what? For more great content on Christmas, we did an episode last year that was um, episode 131 and it was called a conversation about Christ Miss Carol's. And it was with Abby Maser. Now, since that episode came out, she got married, mm, which is really fun. She is now Abby Hodge, but it is still titled A Conversation with Chris Christmas Carols because Abby, with Abby Maser, because she wasn't married then. But it's a great episode to talk about Christmas carols, things we can listen to. She gives us great suggestions. And if you find that episode in the show notes, it will be a whole great link to, we'll put that episode in our show notes, and there's a link in that show notes also to a 
free Spotify list if you want to listen to those Christmas carols. Yeah. Cheryl, would you pray for us? Sure. Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus that you gave to us. And I pray that that those listening, if they don't know your word and think about um, this gift of Jesus that you have given, I pray, Father, that we will have joy and peace and and real happiness and fun with the people that you've put into our life this holiday season, that we won't be filled with anxiety and the hurriedness of the season, but that we will slow down mm-hmm. and just enjoy the things that you've given to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. It's time for this episode's tiny tidbit. A tiny tidbit is just a small, tiny piece of information that can help you in a really big way. And today's tiny tidbit is brought to you from Cheryl Bailey. Cheryl, what do you have for us today? Well, the single thing that helps me to have peace and be able to enjoy this season is my holiday schedule. And maybe you're not a scheduled person, but I think this could help everyone. So in mid-September, I make a Google Doc with every date between Thanksgiving and into mid-January, because we have a few activities that go into the the new year. If I know the dates of those of activities, I put them on my schedule. Um, and then I begin to make out a schedule to send to my kids for dates like sleep under the tree night or Christmas crafts. I talk with my husband about parties or events that we might be hosting, and I get those dates identified and send out uh, Save the Date evites. Hmm. Um, and then as we get other events, I add them to this Google Doc. Also on this doc, I begin back in September to make out menus. Um, I just put it, if it says Thanksgiving for the date and Thanksgiving, right under that, I put out my menu. Okay. And I include the recipes for everything on my menu. So sleep under the tree night, I have all the recipes right there in my Google Doc. Um, If I need a gift or a hostess gift for an event, I put that under the event. So if we're going someplace, I'll write hostess gifts. So Mm -hmm. it triggers my mind. I need to get those ready. Right. Um, Then at the bottom of that document, I make a list of every person that I need to buy gifts for. Wow. Then I pull out all the gifts that I've been purchasing throughout the year. I add the gifts under the name of the person that's going to receive them. Now I have holes in my gift list and I can begin to fill in those holes as I now begin to be more intentional about finishing my shopping. My goal is to be almost done with shopping by Thanksgiving and on a good year to have those gifts wrapped. Wow. This this is not a good year. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But then towards the beginning of December, I take those those, uh, menus and I make a food list of any non-perishable item and I go out and buy them all and I put them in a, a pantry area I have in my basement. It may sound a little overwhelming, but it's actually very simple. And having a lot of that prepared and having right. just a list I can just easily look at yeah. it um, helps me to be able to really enjoy the season with my family and friends. Well, I love this piece that you've got it. You know, you've done this multiple years, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. So you now have the habit. I'm sure the first year it's morphed, I bet. Well, I used to just do it on paper. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's changed. But now you can even go back to it if it's a Google Doc, and you can look at what you did last yeah. year and and be able to form that. Yes. Well, so with all these grandkids, I sometimes forget what I buy them last year yeah. for Christmas. So yes. I can go back and look at what I got them last year and change it up. Yes. Um, so they don't want to be the kid who gets, right. you know, a Lego set every year from grandma. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe and, they want a Lego set, but, you know. Well, and in, in October, I can think, okay, I'm going to need... Five hostess gifts. Yes. I'm going to come up with those now, yep. get them ready, and put them yep. in a, a, you know, I just have a little section and I keep that stuff yeah. in. That is a really good, really good idea. And I am so grateful to the Lord for helping someone create Google Docs. <laughs> yes. Can we just praise God today for this simple thing? It's great. And I love this very simple way to organize your, your Christmas holiday season. It's really just been very helpful. Yeah, good. Brings a lot of peace to our house. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yep. Hey, thanks for.
for listening. Join us next week for our final Feminology episode this year. We'll be discussing one final emotion, an appropriate emotion to discuss in December, but also one we struggle with probably all year long, and that is joy. So join us for that next week. Also, don't forget to follow or like us on Instagram or Facebook. You can find us at Women of the Word CTW. There's a lot of good content there. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast directories, and so please go and subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Podbean, really wherever you listen, we are probably there. We drop a new episode each and every Thursday. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God, until next time. Thank you.